Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Three cheers for His Majesty the King. Well, I know it's going to feel very good to say this again. Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. I'm Rachel. Welcome home, Roberta. We missed you. (laughs) It feels so good to be back and chatting to you about the Royals. Before we get into everything, first, email us info at gallerypodcast.com. Also, follow us on Instagram, Royally Obsessed Podcast. We are posting all the updates about what the Royals are up to on the Instagram as well. And we have so much to cover today. I also wanted to mention, too, before we move on, Listeners, you can listen to millions of podcast episodes, including Royally Obsessed, on Amazon Music. All you have to do is go to tryamazonmusic.com slash royallyobsessed, or you can call it up on your Amazon Alexa. I know you do that, Rachel, sometimes. Oh, all the time. I love listening on Alexa. <laughs> Just so effortless. It's easy, easy. What are we talking about today, though? I missed so much. You have to fill me in. All right. Well, I feel like the the headline is that you're back and I missed you so much. And it was hard because I did text you. But what was weird was that your text would show up like in the future. So there was some glitchiness <laughs> going on. So I'd get it and I'd reply frantically back. And then I'd be like, wait, it didn't go through. And sometimes your text messages would come through and disappear. And I, oh, I'm weird. not. I sound crazy saying that, I was I seven wasn't. hours in the future. So maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> something to do with it. All right. Well, we're very happy. I'm super happy to see you. And I know our audience is too. We are talking about Royal Fall. It's in full swing, Roberta. We're discussing World Mental Health Day. This was such a surprise. The news broke last week that Harry and Meghan would be in New York City, our home turf practically, and also that Kate and William would be out and about. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, the crown. I feel like everything was timed so perfectly for your return. The crown <laughs> teaser dropped this weekend. We have an official release date, Fergie's birthday, King Charles living his best life. We have a lot. But more than anything, we're just super happy to have you home. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be home. Let's talk about it over our royal refreshment this week. I am sipping out of my Emma Bridgewater Union oh, Jack nice. mug some tea That's as such a, a chic mug. It, I love this mug so much. It's really heavy duty too, which is nice. Like unbreakable. Yeah, and I have ginger tea with lemon and honey. I am not feeling my best with the jet lag <laughs> and like a little bit of sickness combination from coming back. But I got back yes, no, sorry, not yesterday. My days are all screwed up. I got back Saturday night from Egypt. And I will say I feel so lucky that I got out okay because, of course, we all know Egypt is very close to Israel and there's so much going on in that part of the world. Our hearts go out to everyone. The tragedy, the devastation, it's almost impossible to go on social media right now. I know you probably feel the same way. Absolutely. 
just Absolutely. a really crazy time, but glad to be back. And I need to hear what you were up to while I was gone. I mean, that doesn't suffice as a trip update, Roberta. I am sipping tea as well, but I I didn't do a royal theme, but I wanted to show you my cute mug, which is yeah, from is Barbie. Cute. It's literally oh. impossible to be a woman, and it's America Ferrera. And I have a budget that I'm trying to work within, but this was on a shelf, and it was $20, and I was like... You deserve this, Rachel. <laughs> what does it say above America Ferrera? It says, it's the quote, it is literally impossible to be a woman. I just loved this. <laughs> oh, so good. So, so good. But tell me about Egypt. What were the highlights? You had a King Charles photo run in. The royals are everywhere. The royals are truly everywhere. Yes, it was a Coptic monastery. And yeah, it was so surprising. Someone else that my mom pointed out to me, of course, she was on the lookout for all things royal. But yeah, we went to so many temples. It was a trip of a lifetime with my mom. Um, two weeks in Egypt. We went from Alexandria, which is on the Mediterranean, all the way down to the border of Sudan. Every temple pretty much we saw in between. So up and down the Nile. It was incredible. And maybe a once in a lifetime. I don't know if I would ever get the opportunity to go back, but so special. And I have such a fondness for Egypt now, and it holds a really special place in my heart. The wedding scene there seemed really epic, too. The wedding scene? Oh, my gosh. There were like multiple weddings every night. It was, everywhere we stayed had like three weddings going on. But it looked like bigger than the Oscars, like these parties. Oh, it was so impressive. It was insane. There were each 400 people at all. It was just over, over the top. It was so fun to be in the midst of that. And it was incredible. I need to hear, though, because I know you have royal updates for me, Rachel. I just all that I had for you was that I just to keep like the royal candle burning in my own personal life as you were away because we didn't have the podcast. So it was like obviously a big gap, except the September issue was Mwah, chef's Aww, kiss. Thanks. That thanks. episode with Elizabeth Holmes. If you guys haven't listened to it already, I highly recommend it. It helped me on my travels back to keep me royally connected. Oh. It was so nice. Well, I just want to say while you were gone, I dove into Meet Me at the Lake. The Carly Fortune book. Oh, yeah. Oh. I am loving it, Roberta. Really? It totally holds up to like some of my favorite rom-com reads that I've done. I also am already on season two of Suits, which is a rewatch for me. But I just, Matt keeps being like, why are you rewatching this? There's so <laughs> much TV that you are behind on and you haven't caught up. But it's just this wonderful background show. And so I got royal snail mail, Roberta, while you were away. And this was just that whole thing where it's like in amongst the bills. But this one was from... The king and it has the Ooh. cipher of King Charles. Ooh. And, and I'm just gonna I, I didn't do like the um you can hear it opening for the audience. <laughs> Yo, wait, <laughs> have you wait, not opened this? Yet? No, I have, but oh. I did like the steam trick. So but look how beautiful it is. It's because <gasps> I wrote to him for the coronation. Oh and it's oh just so gosh. beautiful. It has the invitation border on the outside. It has the invitation the border. Gold. Oh my it's, god. It's yeah, you can gorgeous. see the metallic of there. And then it's just like, you know, the no, and, but I can't tell. This is what struck me. And Matt thinks I'm crazy. I don't mean to keep mentioning that, but I think that it's personally signed unless it's a stamp because the pen ink has different, like it's kind of like they press down different ways. Oh, I bet it is personally signed. It's I like, I don't know if you can all. kind of see it through the Zoom. I'll bring it to you next week when oh, I see you. Oh, yeah, I do see that. But it took a, quite some time. But what if they did personally sign each one? That would that be would, impossible, right? That would be, no, it would not be impossible. They could definitely do that in one day. But what you need to do is post pictures of this. It's such a beautiful yes. card. You need yes. to post that on Instagram. Okay. I'm on top of it. I just, okay. you know, I, I 
I was you a little like this head down last rose. week, but it was it was very pretty. Anyways, wow. exciting. But I just tried to keep, like I said, the royal spirit going while you were gone. But I missed you immensely. Oh, I missed you so much. I'm so excited to catch up. But first, before we get into the news, our listener email. We got a note from ASC, their initials only. They just discovered the podcast on August 3rd and have since listened to the full catalog. Let that sink in. That is so impressive to me. What is that? Like 300 episodes? That's amazing. It has to be. All the way back to 2018. They note how much fun they've had rehashing the events of the Royals since the launch of the podcast. The quote, with my being years in the future of the podcast air dates, I don't know how many times I said to y'all out loud, just you wait and see when one of you said they would never do that or something similar. (laughs) That made me laugh. They add, very hard to go through Harry and Meghan's exit and the Queen's death again. I totally agree. I feel like I would maybe skip over those episodes only because it's so heartbreaking to to revisit. ASC shared thoughts on Harry's exit in particular. I know this is a quote. I know it's a bit of a different situation, but this was a family business. And if someone wants to go their own way and do their own thing, they shouldn't be disowned because of that. Just because you are born into a situation, that doesn't mean you have to continue it, especially if it's causing depression. I feel like that's a good segue to our World Mental Health Day discussions coming up. Yes, definitely. ASC also references more recent times and says, on a lighter note, I hate wearing jewelry. I don't even have my ears pierced. It irritated me that people were commenting on Kate's lack of jewelry wearing. Maybe she just doesn't like it. I don't even remember what this is from. Do you remember when it was like, I think it was that Vogue editor talked about Kate not dipping into the royal jewels as she should. The jewelry debate, yes. But this final PS kind of uh, pulled at my heartstrings. ASC adds that they have two reference points for how they came to feel connected to the royals. The first in 1997, a quote, I was 15 when my dad died on January 1st. Mm. I remember how close I felt to William and Harry when Diana died later that year, knowing how it felt to be our age and to lose a parent. It also helps me to see things differently with with the decisions William and Harry make. Losing a parent as a kid or teen really does affect you for the rest of your life. The second commonality, ASC has the exact same birthday as Megan. They say, I will say that 42 looks so much nicer on her than it does on me. I'm sure that's not true. (laughs) No, neither do I. I just feel like it's so hilarious to think of going back through the whole catalog. I just, what would you predict about the future? Because it's like you can see the future when you're starting in 2018, and it feels like a royal time machine to me. I would love to see Charlotte, I think, would be my my fun thing to fly ahead to in the future. Yes, totally. All the kids. We also got this one fabulous question from Lisa that is just getting to the nut of something we talk about all the time. What are Roros? <laughs> This was Lisa's note. Dedicated listener, love your show, but never hear what they are. And we say it all the time, Roberta. So I'm going to set the record straight. It's the community we've built. That's what a Roro is. Royally obsessed. The initials are R-O. And that is how we developed Roros. And that was in being before we came on. And I feel like we adopted that. Credit to Lisa and Caitlin. Absolutely. Yeah, that's totally. They originated that. Such a fun name for our listeners and such a wonderful community that is royally obsessed our Roro. So Lisa, thank you for being a Roro. <laughs> it doesn't hurt that our initials both start with R2. Just yeah, I saying. love it. I love it. And now, this week in royal history. All right. This week in royal history. Ooh, it feels good to say that again. I, I know, know it's only been 2 weeks. We're so dramatic, but 
All right, Fergie's birthday. Sarah Ferguson turns 64 this week on October 15th, 1959. She was born, but her royal life really began when she became Duchess of York upon her marriage to Andrew. Of course, we all know Diana introduced Fergie to the royal family. She brought her along to Royal Ascot in 1985. Fergie and Andrew were engaged only eight months later. That is pretty wild to me. I don't know why. The rapid engagements are just so real with the younger or the earlier generations of royals. Yes. It feels like a totally different time. That's what I think blows my mind. They were married only one year later after meeting in July of 1986. A few updates for Fergie. We know I was looking back at old scripts, actually, speaking of old episodes and catalog and all of that, and found that we had talked about Fergie's birthday in 2020, so three years ago. And I want to fast forward to today because she has so much going on for her. She has three grandchildren now. We know Ernie, Augie, and Sienna, plus, of course, I'm sure Wolfie. She's a grandmother to him as well, which is the stepson of Princess Beatrice. She's got a slew of novels out, tons and tons of kids' books. I was blown away to see the list. It's massive. There's hundreds almost. But the Andrew problem, I think that's what gets me every time, is she really does stick by him through it all. And we know he has so much baggage. And it seems like Charles is also sticking with him because he's now not vacating Royal Lodge, correct? Correct. And that brings us to this chat show news, which bubbled up while I was gone, which is that Fergie might get her own talk show. I guess there's rumors that because Ellen has kind of left and there's some void that Fergie should have a talk show. She met with someone at a hotel who was a producer last month and really wants one. And specifically, the report said it would be to help Andrew pay the bills on Royal Lodge. So it's just that all feels so weird to me. She goes above and beyond for like their family, which is, I think, impressive how much of a like mother bear she is. But it's there's something that feels murky there for me. Oh, totally. The Andrew problem. Yeah, I just the Andrew think problem. That she should totally separate herself from her ex-husband, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. I always think with the chat show stuff, because we saw her at the 92nd Street Y, what do you think? Would she be a good host? I think she'd be an excellent host. I will say that. I think we would all tune in and it would be such a fun topic. I don't feel like I would miss it. Yeah, it feels like appointment TV. She did have a really tough time, too, earlier this month when her assistant, her former assistant from the early 2000s, Janine Chapman, was murdered in Dallas, allegedly by Janine's husband of two months. They had a very toxic relationship, according to Janine's family. Tragic, horrible, horrible homicide. Fergie posted about it. She made a donation to the family, and she directed others to do so since the funeral costs, obviously, are very expensive for the family. But just really sad sad news update for Fergie. And one last history update and honorable mention for the five-year wedding anniversary of Princess Eugenie and Jack Brooksbank. That's October 12th, five years. I saw this bubble up when I was abroad that they might have had a quiet visit in Portugal from Meghan and Harry post-Invictus. Did you see this? I did see that. I love that. I think that that's so fun. I thought of you again immediately because you had just been to (laughs) Portugal. All right, the royal news this week. It's so nice to be able to chat about this with you again. So the royals are back, like you said, in my honor, and they are hitting the ground (laughs) running this week with World Mental Health Day. Both Kate and William and Meghan and Harry stepped out. 
Obviously, Kate and William visited the Birmingham Youth Mental Health Forum in partnership with BBC One. Kate was in that sunny yellow L.K. Bennett blazer. You know yellow is my favorite color on her. I always love that bright. Whenever she does that, it pops so much. To me, it was just like, it is the color of the charity. I looked this up, but it was also just, it put a smile on my face as this is World Mental Health Day. It makes sense. And it was a rewear, right? It was something that she wore before. Yeah, her earrings, though, were the the most important, I think, part of her outfit. The earrings are from a woman who lost her 17-year-old daughter to suicide. Kate met her earlier this year. The proceeds from the earring sale go to charity. So I just thought that was such a smart move on Kate's part to wear. And I want to play a clip from the speech she gave at this forum. I think Kate has really owned the stage since Meghan and Harry have left in terms of speaking. I think that she was always a little nervous when it came to public speaking. Listen to this speech and tell me what you think. Yes, please. William and I continue to be inspired to seeing young people like you all here today leading this charge, being particularly brave and having some of those conversations yourselves. As a generation, you value and talk more about your mental health than any before you something we truly admire and applaud. Yeah, I mean, I do think that she's really grass. I do think she still looks a little nervous and you can tell quickness of breath, but I think she's getting really good at these public Mm -hmm. speeches. There's definitely an evolution you can really see and there's more confidence there. There's more confidence, yes. I always forget that you can go to the Royal Family YouTube channel and kind of hear this in full because you do want to know what they're saying. And we we had such an embarrassment of riches during the pandemic where they were constantly talking to camera on social media and it's nice to see, be able to access that. Totally. And we did see Kate step out again this morning, the day we're recording Wednesday, for an East Midlands visit to a university where she talked with students there, freshmen. She was wearing a gorgeous two-piece Saison sweater set. I loved this outfit, and it's such a nice kind of refreshing change from the suits. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's like last week when she popped up at that event wearing all gray and the vest. And it's like, I think we've gotten... It's been so snoozy, the suits. I mean, I do understand she's trying to establish a work uniform. The queen obviously had a very specific pastel uniform as she progressed in age and all of that stuff. But I think seeing Kate mix it up is very refreshing and fun. I also think there's some sort of little Easter egg in this bag choice she had today. It's a Tusting Mini Holly bag. Hmm. And Holly Willoughby. Roberta. I love Yeah, Holly Willoughby announced yesterday she's leaving her talk show. And so I was like... Maybe that's support for her. I know that they've, she's, you know, had contact with her. They've had interviews together and things. So interesting. All right. Now moving on, Megan and Harry in New York City, your backyard, Rachel. This was just so exciting. I feel like when people had the exclusive last week, I was just like, I love that they came back. It's been five months since they were here before. It's, they do New York so well. I think they'll be doing a lot more of this actually, just to be in person. It was their first in-person Archwell Foundation event, but first they went to the Marcy Lab School in Brooklyn, which I had to look up if that's anywhere close to your house. It's <laughs> a little further. It's but... further out, but it's uh, it's not too far. I always feel like Brooklyn is, you know, very accessible. You can get around. In the outfit choice, Megan wore the Letterman jacket from her last working royal engagement, which was a visit to that school. We all remember. What did you think of that choice to wear the Letterman jacket? I thought it was an interesting callback to her royal life because I thought that they kind of wanted to sever all ties. And so it was nice that it was a school engagement that was from a school engagement. I don't know. What did you think? I thought it was a really 
cool choice. I like the Letterman jacket. I'd like to infuse that into my wardrobe after seeing her wear it. But it was fascinating to see her tie it back to royal life in that way. Yeah, exactly. And then they had this first ever Archwell Foundation in-person event, a panel for the Parents Summit Mental Wellness in a Digital Age. This was specifically geared toward parents who have lost kids to suicide because of social media. And Megan was wearing Altuzara, a gorgeous. I mean, I know that like in light of what they're talking about, it doesn't feel right to say so, you know, the fashion. But we have to mention that this Altuzara separates was such a nice play on a suit or a blazer and trousers. I thought it was really beautiful. And it looked so much like the what she wore when she was in New York before the off the shoulder, the Robert yes. F. Kennedy gala event. That was very I just felt like if there was a slideshow there, you'd see those side by side. Totally. Here's a clip of Megan on the panel. Anyone who's a parent, and by the way, even if you're not a parent, you see your friends affected, you see adults who are affected by this. Everyone now is affected by the online world and social media, some more than others. But we all just want to feel safe. You want to feel community. You want to feel connected, especially post the pandemic. But you want to feel safe. And in that, I think so much of it can come down to if someone is looking for something, please don't feed them the thing that they're not looking for that's going to harm them. The algorithms are very powerful. As parents, though, our kids are really young. They're two and a half and four and a half. But social media is not going away. And look, I think by design, there is an entry point that's supposed to be positive and creating community. And something has devolved. And there's no way to hear that and not try to help these families have their stories be heard. My husband and I often say if there's going to be so much focus on what we're doing, then to try to focus on what we're focusing on because their stories are what matter. I do love hearing her voice. I think that if she doesn't do the Calm Sleep Stories app soon, like that is just a made, it's just, it it would be the perfect match. It would be the perfect match. I know. I feel like she has a, a voice for audio and all of that yeah. stuff, too. I I think this was exciting, too, to just kind of see the rollout with their first official Archwell Foundation event, because even some of the behind the scenes picks that were shared where it was like the beautiful cheese pl- platter display mm-hmm. and just the branding of it all was so elegant and Instagram friendly. I know the content was also very, very important. And I love their choice to do it with Carson Daly because of his experience with generalized anxiety disorder, but I think it's it made me very curious about what's to come as the Sussexes continue to roll out their brand and their work. Yeah. And I think that's what they do so well is the actionable kind of takeaways. I think mm-hmm. that what they talked about during the panel is that, you know, the algorithms are what's really causing all of these problems and that we really need to take a grassroots approach, but also at the corporate level. I just think they do such a good job of this kind of discussion. It's interesting, though, will they get back on social media when so much of what they talk about is the dangers of social media? I'm just curious. But I think both Kate and it feels like even just us talking now, like it's like to get the subject matter of what they talked about, you get the the glamorous Instagram reel from William and Kate, but it's this supercut. And to hear the substance, both for the Sussexes and the Waleses, you got to really sleuth out where to find that content sometimes. Yes. 
All right. I want to hear about the crown, Rachel. Well, no, I mean, I feel like we both kind of freaked out, right? It's like this news. I saw some Roros posting in, on Facebook that when is the date? When is the date over the weekend? And then ask and you shall receive Netflix revealed November 16th. We'll have the first four episodes and December 16th, the final part, which will be the last six episodes. So I do think it's very interesting that they're breaking it into two distinctive parts. We're going to play a quick clip from the trailer. crown is a symbol of permanence, is something you are, not what you do. Some portion of our natural selves is always lost. We have all made sacrifices. It is not a choice. It is a duty. But what about the life I put aside? The woman I put aside? It definitely looks like there's going to be a lot of editorialization just seeing that, because obviously the queen never said as much. But this season is set to cover 1997 to 2005 from Diana's death through when Kate and William first meet at St. Andrews University and a little bit beyond that. I think it's so exciting, right, Roberta? I mean, were you so ecstatic to see the trailer? Oh, my God. I have chills from that teaser. Yeah, I have total chills. I think that's probably... We'll get a full-length trailer before November 16th, but that just... To have Claire Foy's voice and Olivia Coleman, it makes me want to go back and rewatch all of it. And yeah, and see the progression of just, you know, the recastings every couple of years. I think that that has just... You know, this is going to feel so monumental for all of us royal watchers to sit and watch the final season. Some additional plot points that they're planning to cover are set to be included. Diana and Dodie's relationship, of course. So Khalid Abdallah will be back. I really liked the episodes with him and his dad in the previous season. It's not going to cover the moment of impact with the car crash that was confirmed by the show's producers. William's return to Eton post his mother's death. Also, the queen thinking over the future of the monarchy, specifically Charles and Camilla's marriage, because that looks like that will be covered as well in this season. Margaret's death, all of these monumental occurrences that happened during this time period. So I, I think it's interesting, again, the two different parts, because they'll split it after Diana passes away, and then it will come back in December with kind of the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. We'll have Elizabeth Debicki, Imelda Staunton, Ed McVeigh, and Luther Ford as Prince William and Prince Harry. I feel like I was looking. They do not have anyone following them on Instagram right now. So now's the time. They oh. just have like under 10,000 followers, which is so crazy. I feel like they're Relatively about to explode unknown. into yeah. the zeitgeist. I know I've seen some comments, too, that there's still some unrest with Dominic West casting. And I'm curious how they'll age him because yeah. he'll be in his 50s for this time period. What did you think of the posters, Roberta? Oh, my gosh. I feel like that shot of Diana from behind, because we all know the image of her on the diving board from that summer. And I think to have that kind of be an insidery look is really interesting. And then to have it sort of replicated in a different way with the queen walking through the light and that um, the doorway being ajar and there's like a light that's shaped like a diving board kind of as she's walking along those. The mirror images of that is really striking. I read somewhere that they're going to bring in Diana's 
ghost. Did you see that? I saw some of that, but I wasn't sure what that was based on. If someone like had an early screener, yeah. if that was truthful or like I saw that, I think, in one of the UK tabloids right. or something. Supposedly it's like Diana talking to Charles after she's died. That's more supposed to be his subconscious hearing her words in her voice and not really a ghost per se, like an apparition. But yeah. that's very strange and I don't know how I'll feel about that. What do you think about them splitting it up though? Do you like that or do you not like I it? I do like that. I think that that because I think that I personally will need a breather after the events of Dodie and Diana and all of that. I think that it's going to be very traumatic to relive. I think one of the things I'm also most curious about is that you know, it is very interesting when we started The Crown in 2016 and we were not as familiar as an audience with the young of younger lives of mm-hmm. the Queen and Philip. And so that was always, you know, you were kind of r- jumping to Google. But mm-hmm. I feel like last season, when it got into deeper into the Diana years, their divorce, I think we have a level of familiarity. Mm-hmm. And this season, we have an intense level of familiarity mm-hmm. because we've lived through it. So I think that when they meander away from the factual bits, will that be hard? You know, because I do think, like I said, there's a lot of editorialization. I'm not, you know, obviously we all know that there's editorialization, but how will that feel, I guess? I know. That's what I keep coming back to is like the Charles and Camilla wedding when Charles is king and we're seeing kind of the behind the scenes of people that we're very familiar with now. I totally agree. And I keep thinking about that and returning to like a young William and a young Harry. Like, will that be really hard? We know that they watch it, or at least Harry does. So it's just so strange to think about them watching this recreation and fictional dramatization of their mother's death. I think that's going to be Really tough. And especially because this comes out two days after King Charles's 75th birthday on November 14th. I know. I feel like those marketing geniuses at Netflix. It's insane. Wasn't there something? I guess last year it was all the scuttlebutt was related because it was his coronation year and it came out so soon. Didn't they delay or they just paused filming with the Queen's death last season, season five? Yeah. So this year is the coronation year, though, right? Well, then I think it was more just the conversation was just like, what will the impact be on the pending coronation? Oh, or like Charles right, taking right, the right. throne. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think it's always like the timing. There's no ideal timing because the royals are always going through something. But yeah, poor Charles with the 75th birthday. Oh, my gosh. He has plans for that, too, which I thought was cute to see those plans bubble up. I He's know. like only inviting 75 year olds. It's very cute. But it's yeah, it's, it'll but, yeah. be interesting. And I like that it's split into two parts. I know there's been a lot of like backlash on social media about that but I do think it helps pump the brakes for all of us a little bit because otherwise I think it makes us savor it which is really nice and it's not this rush to get through it because of how Netflix drops their seasons and all of that stuff but yeah very exciting please write us with your anticipation or what you're thinking about ahead of the crown we'd love to hear your predictions and all of that stuff and I have a recommendation for listeners if they want something to tide them over until November 16th when The Crown comes out. The Gilded Age on HBO is back October 29th. I am so excited for the second season. Have you watched the first season Oh my gosh. Yes, I have. I love it, Roberta. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. All right. Before we adjourn the pod, our highs and lows, 
My low is just this news that the attempted Christmas Day assassin of the queen, I don't know if you remember this from last year, but supposedly he was encouraged by an AI chatbot. This is so strange, but he exchanged more than 5,000 sexual messages with an AI chatbot girlfriend who the court heard had encouraged him to carry out the attack. The messages are so creepy. He's like, won't they be in a locked palace? And she, the chatbot, I shouldn't say she, the chatbot is like, yeah, but you can find a way to get in. It's just so, so scary and makes me question everything about AI and where we're headed. The future, where we're headed. Yes, exactly. Civilization, as we know Yes, it. Harry and <laughs> Megan, get on a panel about this, please. We need yes, to please, please. be soothed. Oh, my gosh, Roberta, that's so traumatizing to hear. I didn't read that. Milo is this Suits photo fiasco, which is a little bit old at this point. It was while you were in Egypt, Roberta. But basically, Patrick J. Adams, who is Megan's biggest protector, defender, always on social Mike, media, Mike yes, Ross. I've been Mike Ross. I know you're, you're into it. He posted a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes photos out of nowhere from Suits. And it was, you know, you can click those links, Roberta, but it was four separate posts. He captioned the first one, the well is deep. The next one had no caption. Then it was like, let's get serious, seriously. And it was basically the crux of it was that he was saying he missed his friends. But because of the SAG-AFTRA strike, he can't promote the show. He can't promote Netflix. So he had to issue an apology and take everything down and basically retract it and say his trip down Suits memory lane distracted him. And he was very, very sorry. Wait, I, but I, the pictures are kind of weird, though. Don't they feel kind of like sexy? Easter egg. Yeah. And well, there and there were other I, I linked the ones of Megan, but I feel like there were other behind the scenes of other cast members. They were very kind of sultry and and fun photos. But I just feel like ahead of him having to take them down, I was obsessed with what the Easter eggs were of him potentially posting this. I know some people were like, does this mean there's going to be a Suits like reboot or something like that? But it really was. It sounds like just him going down memory lane, but it was just I think it was a roller coaster following along for me. (laughs) It feels like. These are what a boyfriend would post of a girlfriend on yes. Instagram. So I feel unco- kind of I need to look at the other ones, but it's like a little uncomfy, too. I would think Megan would be like, can you please take these down? That's what. Well, that was what was funny. When I first saw that he took them down, I was also like, Didn't, was he asked to take yeah. them down? Then I was like, no, the reason is the strike. It was very, like I said, fascinating to follow along. But really I did like interesting. the BTS. I'm very deep in suits again. So I love it. All right. Well, my high this week is King Charles out and about in his element at Balmoral when he ran into some mountain bikers who were filming everything because this is a famous mountain biker. I guess that's a thing. So he ran into some <laughs> mountain bikers. Here's a clip from their conversation. Yes. So you're, you're being left to walk and everyone else is... Oh, yeah, but I, I like my walking. <laughs> I want to get Quite right. a few things on the way down. Good for, good for the soul. Well, we'll be staying in the Gowdashiel Bothy tonight. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah. yeah. left all our stuff there, so... Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so glad it works all right, I think, because it's... Do you remember oh, this is really nice, yeah. We, we renovated it a bit with the help of people from Ballifer. So I'm trying to get more trees to grow around. Yeah, it's looking uh, it's looking lush compared yeah. to what it was a few years ago. Do you have a, do you have a stay in the estate house there? No, we used to yeah. camp. You camp? <laughs> when I was very young, my father and my sister. Is it ever used nowadays? Occasionally. Yeah. Well, another generation wants yeah. to do things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And mm. we do use it. Yeah, absolutely. It's just lovely. We I mean, picnic or a barbecue or something. I just love seeing him in his little walking stick, his little cap. It's it's all very endearing, and I think this bubbled up because he is so 
down to earth. And the best part was that when the mountain bikers left, they said that they had totally changed their minds about the royal family after meeting him. So yeah. I just thought that was really nice. It's very cute. I, and also just so authentic to yeah. what we kind of hear about him. And was he just by himself? Is there any protection? Or We just don't see that. That's you off camera. You just don't see it, I guess. Yeah, but so fascinating. Chill running with the King of England. Cool, 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 cool. My high is very random, Roberta, but there was this clip. Sometimes the royal family Instagram account just pops up with covers all the different royals. And we had this kind of beautiful reel of Prince Edward on an outing to Brighton. He met with recipients of the Duke of Edinburgh Awards. And he's cooking. He's working in a kitchen prepping baked goods for local food banks. But I feel like there's like this Julia Child flair. Like he could have a show. Wouldn't that be kind of fun to see... Edward in the kitchen, he just has a gift to it. I don't know. And made me think also Julia Child is coming back. Did you ever watch Julia on HBO? It's back on November 16th. We're full of TV wrecks here. Yes, I need to watch that. I love that show. I love it. But anyways, very kind of endearing shot of Edward. Oh, I like seeing Edward and Sophie bubble up sometimes. All right. Just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating. We would love a five-star review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Here's a recent lovely review from Mackenzie Deanne. She writes, these past few years of royal watching have been rough, to say the least. As a fan of both teams, it's hard to enjoy royal coverage because the warring fans can be downright hostile. This podcast is fun and upbeat while being sensible in their critiques. Thank you, R&R, for the enthusiasm you share with us in each podcast. I look forward to your content, insight, and perspective with each new episode. I hope this podcast can be a reminder that we can follow the royal family and still be kind, even if we disagree with the various members. I feel like that's spot on for World Mental Health Day. Yes. Everything that was discussed this week. Couldn't have picked a better review. Reminders to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram and send us an email info at gallerypodcast.com. We want to hear all of your thoughts about The Crown coming up yes, so everything, fast. Everything. One month away. I can't believe it. All right. Till next week. God, God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.